America's favorite heroes. Hello, ladies. Are together again. My father's been killed. My sister followed the murderer to London. Let me see if I can get the facts straight. You have a sister? Introduce me. If you break her heart, I'd break your legs. That's fair. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel Remix. This is episode 313. I'm Mark. He's Mike. Healthy? Not coughing? No fever? Yeah, and uh, socially distancing. That's important to do. I feel like there's some people yeah. that just don't get it. Definitely not. Mike and I right now, we are, I mean, you know, we'll pull back the turn. We're, we're in separate studios. This is our first Skype show. I'm surprised, yeah. actually, that it took us so long. Yeah, uh, normally we record this, so there's no gathering of 10 or more people. And normally we have an entire production team. And we said, let's not risk it. Let's just uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just Skype in and uh, hopefully this works. I, I know a lot of podcasts do this, so um, yeah, I think we're I, gonna, always... I think we're gonna be okay. Uh, the audio may sound a little different because mm-hmm. we're not using that real nice microphone, but yeah, I think we're okay. Uh, yeah, we'll do playback, and you know, if if we need to go invest in some thousand dollar studio equipment, we'll do it for the show. That's so, right. That's right. But we. We have to hear it back first. I, uh, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm flying blind. Uh, I'm sure it's that tinny. We sound like we're on phone calls. Uh, you know, we probably sound like all the podcasts we made fun of uh, for not getting real microphones, and then we never expected we weren't going to do this in person. Yeah, that's that's true. That is what we sound like. Um, that, or we sound we sound like uh, we're, we're cross platform gaming on Xbox Live or something. Yeah, <clears throat> but you know the, the the show must go on, so um, that's what we're doing. Yeah, uh, so I would like to like to to tell everyone like social distancing is okay. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't uh, I don't know Chernobyl. Or anything, you know, just, you know, you stay home as much as you can. If you need to go for a walk, go for a walk. Yeah, go for a walk. Don't go for a walk in Times Square. Yeah, and if you see other people, just give them a little space. You can have a conversation with them. Uh, My my neighbor, I was chatting with him the other day, you know, giving each other at least six feet. Mm -hmm. But he said to me, he goes, this whole thing isn't adding up. The numbers aren't adding up. And I was just kind of like, I don't think... You get it. <laughs> yeah. Also, wh- what does that mean? I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. You know, conspiracy theory. You know, it's the Democrats mm-hmm. to get oh, to get uh, Obama another term or something. I don't know what people are saying. Can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does get me to a point where I'm constantly. Uh, now I've gotten to the point where like I'm constantly like anytime I, I just had to turn away because I had to cough. I'm like, oh no, is that it? <laughs> you know, do I, I have a fever or is it hot in this room? I, I don't know. I, yeah, I do have the heater. I think there is a like a psychosomatic kind of thing. Uh, I believe like it was Monday or Tuesday last week or maybe it was over the weekend when things really started to ramp up, and you know they started you know telling people to work from home and. And we were talking about it at work, getting everyone set up to work from home. And I was sitting, 
watching the news one night, and I was like, oh, man, I'm feeling kind of short of breath here. And it was just, like, psychosomatic, you know? Like, yeah. Was I short of breath? No. But I think it was just anxiety and stuff, because I've never lived through anything quite like this. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, really, who has, you know? Right, right. <clears throat> but we're going to get so. through it, and... We'll have our face-to-face show in no time. Yeah, or we just keep doing this if it's super convenient and it sounds great. I don't know. We'll, That's true. We'll see. That's true. And, you know, we, we might be able to do this driving, like someone's taking yeah. a road trip, just like. Yeah. I do like how much uh, more content I am getting from podcasters and comedians I do follow who now just have to stay home and uh, – don't know what to do with their time. And so I'm just getting a lot of additional podcasts and like live Instagram and Twitter and Twitch videos. So uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, you know, silver kind of lining. Bored, kind of bored and putting things out there for the people. Yep. So, well, uh, we've been self quarantined, I think now for, uh, well, really it's been about uh, three days, but you know, some people started last week. What have you been watching in this time? Oh gosh, you know it's and it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a show. I um, that's right. I was on vacation, the last vacation anyone was able to take, I, I took it. Yeah, you took the final vacation. You did yep. National Lampoon's final vacation. Um, so I got some movies in. Um, I decided to carry on uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal trend that we both <clears throat> have been kind of on. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I watched Prisoners. Which is Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman. Um, there's a ton of people in this movie. Yeah, uh, Terrence Howard. Um, Terrence Howard's. Yeah, that's right. And I was it was the a movie when it came out that I always wanted to see, and I don't know why I never got to see it. I just one of those just got through the cracks, you know. Yeah. And I that Mark is one of the best movies I have ever seen. I really like Prisoner, and that's another uh, Denny Villeneuve film, right? Yep, yes it is. Same director as uh, Enemy. Enemy, and he did what, Arrival? And... Oh, Arrival, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, so him and Jill and all working together. But yeah, yeah I, I saw the movie years ago, but I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. Yeah, it, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I, I think it's like uh, 2013, <clears throat> year, around that, I think. Yeah. Uh, Great movie, really recommend it. It's kind of like a and that's that's streaming somewhere because I feel like I just came across it yesterday. I think I watched that on HBO. HBO, yeah, so that's yeah. true. there on HBO. Yeah, so so I, that's a good one. It's it's uh, kind of like a it's like a modern film noir in a way, you know. Um, yeah. Both thematically and and uh, and. Uh, the other thing that's not the map, you know what I mean? But uh, so I watched that. I w- also watched the Sisters Brothers. Um, I enjoyed that. I'd read the book years ago, and and uh, they did a great job with the movie. I was I was very happy with it. Casting was good, and they followed. The, oh, the... that is, yeah, that's that. Uh, it's a western with John C. Riley and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and, okay. And it's got the uh, uh, the guy from. The Night Of? Was that the HBO? Oh, yeah. Um, 
Uh, he's an up-and-coming guy. He's he uh, he was in that latest Bourne movie. He was in Star Wars Rogue One. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, I want to see. It was like. Uh... Oh, I you know what? I got a computer right in front of me. Um, I wanted to say it was like uh, Razid Ahmed, but that that sounds the night of. It is a. a uh, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Yeah, Riz he's, Ahmed. he's good. Uh, that's a good movie. That, that was a fun movie. Yeah. Um, and then I watched on, thankfully, uh, March, the month of March is here, so Noir Alley on Turner Classic Movies is back. And I, I watched a, a 1947 movie called Ride the Pink Horse. And... It is excellent. The pink horse refers to a horse on a carousel because um, it's kind of a weird title. Uh, and I believe in the intro to that movie, that movie was renamed to Ride the Pink Horse. I don't remember, but it's about a, a, a war vet going to get revenge on a guy for something. Uh, good movie. Um, and then, classic Noir Alley. Yeah, classic Noir Alley. <laughs> I uh, watched, a, watched a, another classic um, to me. Uh, we watched Mystic River. Still holds up. Still had chills during the whole movie. Yeah. And I needed a good glass of whiskey uh, to get through it. Sean Penn still wants to know, is that his daughter in there? Yep. Is that my daughter in there? Well, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, and, then, uh, and then the last movie I saw was and i don't know if i should be embarrassed or proud about this i had never seen this movie mark it's going to surprise the shit out of you sleepless in seattle oh you know i've seen sleepless in seattle but i don't know if i can honestly say i've ever seen it it's one of those like when i was very young i remember seeing on hbo but i only ever sat down beginning to end and watched sleepless in seattle um so yeah, no, no shame in not seeing Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, okay, yeah, it it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it doesn't take place in Seattle very much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he lives in Seattle or she lives in Seattle, but like the climax of the movie takes place in New York, right? Yeah, it, yeah. The the time in Seattle is brief, very brief. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we fired up uh, the new season of Westworld, so I watched the first episode of that. And yeah. that was insane. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's back. That was an insane episode. So if you if you want to watch Westworld, oh, watch Westworld. do it because it was crazy. What about you, Mark? That's, what do you? What yeah, you that's quite in? a list. Um, let's. See, I I got some movies in. I don't know if any were any good. I I didn't. Um, this was kind of coming up, and I was like, oh man, I didn't watch. I didn't really watch anything, but uh, it will go down the list. Uh, I watched The World's End, uh, 2013 Edgar Wright film. Um, that's one. I feel like over the last like four or five months, I've been kind of rewatching. I watched like Shaun of the Dead. I watched Hot Fuzz, and I was like, you know, I haven't thrown on World's End in a while. I really like that movie. I, that's I like the, I like all three of them. That's the, 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 the bar crawl film. The bar crawl. There's aliens. It's kind of yeah. like invasion of the body snatcher type. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really fun. Yeah, so, that, that uh, is a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
Enjoy that one. I watched, I think we talked about it last episode, and then I went home and it just happened to be streaming on Amazon Prime. I watched 47 Meters Down, Uncaged. So I guess this is a mini review of a potential sequel. Uh, We may go more in depth later, but uh, right now, let me just say, it's bad. Okay. But there's a shark and it's hunting... It's hunting a group of teens who sneak off to go visit a Mayan underground or underwater temple, as teens are ought to do, and then get harassed by a shark uh, trying to get back to the surface. And um, it's really bad, except for when the shark shows up. And, uh, you know, I think that's what you ask for most of your shark movies. It's just at least when there's the sharks there, let it be good. Right. Now – I like the idea of an underground, hidden, or underwater Mayan temple. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like a sunken. I, I believe. I believe the. I believe the setting is in Mexico, and I don't know if it's Mayan, but yeah, I believe it's a. It, it's a sunken city. That uh, so the main characters, their sisters, their well, their stepsisters, and the the father is a uh, underwater archaeologist type. And um, so he's discovered this, and so the girls have access to it and sneak off there during spring break or something with some of their friends. I like the setting. I like the premise of that. Yeah. You know, this is one of those – I think the first one's really good because you kind of got like a legit actress in Mandy Moore. And I think if they just would have thrown, you know, uh, I think that's really what separates a bad horror movie from like a passable one. It's just like get – get decent actors and I think they can really carry bad a bad script further than having not good actors right yeah I agree so uh, check that out I watched another really bad movie but it involved high school wrestling which uh, I enjoy and I I gotta give this movie credit the wrestling portion of it uh, was legit Uh, I was like okay they're doing actual moves the scoring to me makes sense you know it's not AC Slater uh, doing an illegal full Nelson in uh, Saved by the Bell. I watched a 2010 <laughs> film called uh, Legendary. It, it was streaming on Hulu. The, the category popped up, uh, inspirational sports. And so I started going through there. And, yeah, it's a high school movie. Uh, John Cena's in it. I think it might be a WWE-produced uh, a studio movie. Uh, but it's a, the story of uh, – I think they're in Oklahoma or Arkansas or something – and it is a story of a uh, high school book nerd who tries to connect with his estranged brother through high school wrestling. Oh, okay. Uh, now, does John, C- or John Cena play the father-like character or the coach-like character? Older brother. So, so he, he plays the, the older brother. Uh, the father's passed away. So he's the older brother who uh, – has got he, he he's gone down a rough path you know he he's drinking he he's estranged he's separated from the family ah. and his younger brother who's now in high school uh but he used to be john cena used to be a great high school wrestler so um his younger brother tries to reconnect by joining the the wrestling team and um is able to bond with john cena that way okay okay he enjoyed it though and no it's bad except oh, it's bad. the wrestling is legit yeah the wrestling is legit well, at least, yeah. like, I mean, that's what you want out of your sports movie, right? You want accurate portrayal of the activity, the sporting event. Who cares about the, the plot and the acting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
the re, uh, the Ringer, they have a podcast that we watch, and they did a Vision Quest a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And Classic. they were nitpicking the end because they go, I don't think the scoring makes sense. And I was like, now I want to kind of go back and rewatch it. But I was I had that in the back of my mind. So as I was watching this movie, you know, the big showdown at the end, I was like, all right, yeah, the, the, the points work out. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they got to where they needed to go. And I was like, all right, these are actual moves. This is actually kind of how it would be. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, uh, and Vision Vision Quest is uh, filmed in in right here in Spokane, Washington. Yep, Matthew Modine was here. Yeah, he was running through the skywalks. Yeah, so uh, maybe I need to rewatch Vision Quest. I think I think I also saw it streaming on Amazon Prime. But uh, you know, high school wrestling. There's only like three movies. It's Vision Quest. It's uh, Win Win with Paul Giamatti, which is actually a really good movie. And then now it's Legendary with John Cena, which isn't. Good, but it's still podiums because there's only three. So <laughs> right now it's it's the bronze medalist. Bronze medalist, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. the I, getting the flag up. Yeah, I uh, I went on vacation as we discussed, and this was an H. This was a uh, in the hotel room uh, watching HBO. So you know the hotel had HBO, and this was uh it was kind of before we started vacation. We we decided to uh, stop at a at a at a motel because we had to catch a ferry. So it was like, oh, we'll catch a motel that way we can wake up early jump on the ferry instead of uh-huh. driving to it. And they had HBO. And so we're like, let's just throw a movie. Or let's Fancy see what's place. Started. Ah, high roller. Yeah. They had like two HBO choices. It was HBO signature and HBO family. Uh, but I turned to it and a movie was just starting. So I watched uh, 2011's Cedar Rapids. I this is, uh, I feel like I've seen that. Okay. Ed Helms, John C. Riley. um, uh oh who's the woman in it um i want to say it was ellen's ex not not portia de rossi but the uh and heish i don't even know if that was ellen's ex or not i just maybe i, I associate her with portia de rossi but Anne heish is in it um yeah it's about insurance salesmen at a oh, convention yes. yes i have seen that it this is a movie i also don't think is very good but john c Riley is great in it and anytime he's saying something, it makes me laugh. <laughs> and I, I think this also kind of cements that I, I just, Ed Helms is not for me. Ed Helms in the office, fine, but Ed Helms outside of the the first Hangover movie, I, I just I don't dig him as a leading man. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that, Mark. I I, I kind of feel like Ed Helms has started to fade into obscurity on the movie front. Yeah. And you know, and this was 2011. I, I we're almost to the season in the office where I feel like they really tried to make Ed Helms the star of the show because of, and I think it had something to do with maybe the success of Hangover. Oh yeah. But this like Ed Helms started to get a lot of leading man roles. I think maybe Vacations around here. Uh, there's this. There's that movie he did with Owen Wilson, Hall Pass. Uh, there, there's a bunch of these movies, and I just don't think any of them work for me. So, uh, but John C. Riley's funny, and I think this is a funny idea for a movie. Is um, insurance convention what what happens at a convention stays at a convention kind of thing um, right yeah there it's yeah. a lot of it they're like in a like a hotel right uh, yeah yeah it, yeah the main setting is that yeah they're all at like a hotel where the convention is taking place and they're there for like three days or something yeah yeah uh so i saw that um I had my niece here before uh, really the world shut down and to entertain her. But then we also had we also had crazy snow, uh, yeah. which was wild. 
Like, I, I feel like that's just like a forgotten thing that happened just three days ago was that it snowed. I forgot about it until you mentioned it. Yeah. So there really wasn't anything to do because it was like, oh, okay, we, we were starting to get notice of, like, stay indoors, plus there was all the snow. So I signed up for a free uh, seven-day trial of Disney Plus, and Ooh. I watched uh, 2013's Frozen. And I got to say, it's pretty good. <laughs> that's what I hear. I enjoy it. That's what I hear. Why did it? And then uh, to trick her, because she is three years old, she would ask to watch Frozen, but they have a 20-minute holiday special. And so I would put that on. So I watched that like three times over the course of three days. Um, oh, because you didn't want to sit through too. the whole movie again? I did not want to sit through the whole movie again. Right, right okay. So I would put on this 20-minute holiday special. She gets her Anna and Elsa. Next thing you know, it's over in 20 minutes. And I go, that's the end of the movie. Uh, but the holiday special is pretty good too. Uh, I gotta tell you, Josh Gad, great. Uh, he's really funny in that HBO show I've been watching, Avenue Five. Oh, I, th- I think you're coming around, Josh Gad. He's kind of got then... this uh, kind of signature. He's got, uh, you, uh, you know, a lot of those comedians kind of have their signature delivery and stuff. But he, his is good. His is different. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I watched Frozen. Uh, I watched, uh, rewatched Black Panther, because um, we, we also had uh, my nephew. Uh, he's a little older. Um, he he just he just plays video games the whole time, so we don't have to entertain him as much. But at night, I was like, let's throw a movie on. Uh, Marvel that seems up his alley. So he picked Black Panther, and uh, it it's really good too. Um, I think all those Marvel movies, maybe minus Thor, are all like Bs, but they got like five or six really good ones. Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is in there. I think Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, I, th- I think, is one of the one of the better ones. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed Black Panther, um, except yeah. for the the rhinos. Like, oh yeah, we got all this technology and shit, but you know what? We're gonna ride a fucking mammal into battle. It is funny. It's ridiculous. Like, couldn't they just do like their, like they have this like nanotechnology? I was like, you 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 could probably use this technology and never put another living thing in danger just by having this technology that you can manipulate to do anything. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, you can't teach a robot heart, and Rhino's got heart. Oh, that. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, here's another mini uh, mini review. Uh, I watched the 2019 l- live action, and I'm using air quotes. I can't see them. The live action, I guess, uh, Lion King. I don't know what we call this. Compute the computer animated Lion King, as, yeah, as opposed to the I, 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 Lion King. I think it's you know when they did Jungle Book, you're like, or in and um, Beauty and the Beast, you're like, okay, live action. Yeah. We have actual actors, but yeah, yeah, I don't, Emma I don't Watson know. I think you just call it a, a modernized Lion King. I don't know. Yeah, because like if had we chosen Aladdin, that's live action. You have multiple human characters, but in the Lion King, there are there is not one human character at all. Um, I think it's a it's a very okay movie in that it looks great. The technology that that we possess to do this is cool, but it does just kind of feel like a gimmick where, like, 
that wears off after like 10 minutes and you go, well, this is exactly the cartoon. Yeah. They, I hear that it's, yeah, it doesn't offer yeah. really anything new. Yeah. No, nothing new added to it. it. It really is just the cartoon redone with different people singing the songs. But it's 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 the exact it's it's all the songs that, that you I'll give it that you know Jungle Book we talked about how it only had like the three the three main songs Lion King I think they do every song so um, you get that that's good yeah that's the important part uh, of those movies really is the music yeah a uh, couple more here we're coming down to the end uh, Amazon original I watched a movie called Troop Zero oh I've uh, seen advertisements for that. Yeah, saw a ton of advertisement. Viola Davis, uh, Jim Gaffigan, uh, Mike Epps. Uh, it's the story of um, kind of a ragtag uh, group of outcast kids who uh, start their own uh, Girl Scout troop to try to win a prize. Um, and it's 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 a very uneven movie. The, there are there are certain parts of the movie that are very effective. There are also certain parts that. Uh, don't work. Um, I also don't know who it's for. It's definitely a movie aimed at kids, but I got to tell you, if I put this movie in front of my niece and nephew, they would tell me to like, fuck off old man. <laughs> he got Disney plus. So, but uh, the adult performances are good. Viola Davis is always great. Jim Gaffigan was, I, I thought he was good. There's a lot of kid actors, actors in the movie and not all of them are great. And you know, what I feel about kid actors that aren't great at acting. Yeah, they will ruin a movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, one more. Rented a movie. Uh, watched 2019's Bombshell, uh, the the story of the um, um, Fox News sexual harassment um, scandal case, whatever you want to call it, during yeah. the uh, 2016. It's good in that the performances are really good. Uh, I think John Lithgow. Uh, is good. I think uh, Charlize Theron's very good. Um, the story itself, it's it's a little uninteresting. Um, you know, it, I mean, it's a thing that happened. It's a thing that's in the news, but it's also one of those things that's like, well, I, yeah, I don't know. At the end of it, I was just like, okay, well, there you go. That happened. Uh, it also kind of does the, the big short thing, but I don't feel like it fully commits to the big short. Like, I'm watching it in the beginning, they the actresses are addressing the camera they're breaking the fourth wall the, the you know and then very big shorty and then i feel like that was just abandoned after the 10 minute mark and then it's just a straightforward movie after that huh yeah it's an interesting and i feel like if you're that big short thing you gotta commit it. yeah like and then after that it, yeah it's just like a straightforward um yeah movie but uh so yeah okay it, 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 it's fine, you know, if you like that to kind of, um, I don't know what you call that, the um, investigative, like, I don't know, because we have the term biopic. I don't know what you call these type of movies, the, the big shorts, the the spotlights, the these, like, dramatizations of real events. If yeah, you like that. We need to come up with a sub uh, a subgenre for these. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll work on it. Yeah, but yeah, definitely this is in the, the vein of like Big Short or Spotlight or, you know, the big news scandal that happened that now we get a movie uh, where people are trying to win some Oscars. And, uh, you know, God bless them, they tried. Gave it their all. Gave it their all. Yeah, so uh, that's what I watched. Uh, I got about five days left on my Disney Plus. I've watched like uh, 
six hours of The Simpsons. <laughs> and um, not yeah, willing also to, to not willing to commit on that, huh? No, I, I, you know, I'm going through it. And I just like I don't know what else I'm going to watch. I, I almost thought about because you can throw it in your Hulu bundle. It's like twelve ninety nine. You get Disney Plus, you get Hulu, you get ESPN Plus. I was like, okay, that seems that's only you know because I have the commercial free Hulu. So I was like, yeah, it's only five dollars more. And I'm just going through it. And I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to watch. Yeah, you know, we we watched one of those. Uh... We watched the, the that Christmas movie one on there. Um, the one yeah, I wanted yeah. to watch was that Willem Dafoe movie uh, with the dog, uh, Togo or something, because I think that's based on a true story. Okay, um, I, I think I saw an advertisement for that, or like scrolling through yeah, a Togo. But I mean, you know, I, I got it for The Mandalorian, uh, and I just, right. I just bought a year of it. I was like, you know, I'll just buy a year. Yeah, just um, keep it. Yeah. yeah, and it was cheaper when you just paid for a year. I think it was six bucks a month or something like that. Right. Um, and I, but you know, I was thinking about the other day, I hadn't even turned on to see what I haven't even scrolled through Disney plus. I know, I think it's cause I know what's there. Marvel yeah. and Disney movies. Yeah. You got, you got your Pixar, you got your Marvel. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go rewatch some Nat Geo documentaries, but, uh, so we'll see. I got five days. Uh, I'm probably just gonna watch a lot more Simpsons. Um, We'll see if I go back to uh, Endgame or something. I don't know. Are you are you going selective on Simpsons, or do you just, like, fire up season one and let it rip? No, I, I'm being uh, selective. I'm going through. I only got five days. It's impossible. Even if you even if you stop the Simpsons at, at season 10, which, you know, was that's kind of where people say, oh, it got bad after season 10. That's still, I don't think you have enough hours in seven days to get through uh, 10 seasons of The Simpsons. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, That's so uh, being selective. A lot of Simpsons. Yep, I just watched the one where uh, uh, Homer uh, eats sushi for the first time and uh, thinks he only has 24 hours to live. Uh, it's a good one. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I you know, I signed up for another uh, seven day free trial to watch the movie we're going to discuss today. Uh, I saw the movie was streaming on Cinemax. Uh, I was going to go rent it from Amazon, and I was like, oh, it's also on Cinemax. Boom, sign me up for a free seven-day trial. Let me uh, game the system a little bit. So if there's anything on Cinemax I need to watch over the next seven days, uh, let me know because I got that going. Uh, is Cinemax the station that has uh, that Clive Owen show? The oh, it might. I, I haven't even looked at their shows. I'm just like, oh, I guess I could watch Venom. The, or, the, first, uh, uh, the first season of that Clive Owen show was excellent. But I hadn't seen anything since. What it, it's like? Uh, it's like a period piece where he's a doctor. Yeah, it's kind of like the the history of like surgery and anesthesia and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, man, what is that called? It's called like the Mick or something. I don't know. Oh, that sounds. Uh, that Nick. sounds like something. The Nick. The... Yeah, the Nick. I think the Nick is the hospital he's a practitioner at. Yep. The Nick. Yeah. Not to be fused with the Mick, which I think uh, is no longer on the air. Oh yeah, the TV show with the Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chick. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> if you, if any of you would like to sign up for a um, 
Cinemax um, seven-day free trial through Amazon or uh, Hulu or wherever else they offer it, uh, you can check out the movie we watched. Uh, we watched the 2003 sequel to 2000 and – or sorry, just 2000's uh, Shanghai Noon. We watched Shanghai Nights. Uh, Shanghai Noon is a movie starring – Jackie Chan, Owen Wilson, Lucy Liu. It is the tale uh, of a a what, what is he? He is a let's see how the, the film is an imperial guard from China. Yeah. Um. So this is 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 considered a um, kung fu comedy featuring two vastly different heroes: a Chinese imperial guard and a white Western outlaw who team up to stop a crime. Yep. And you know what? I can't deny any of what was just what, what they wrote on Wikipedia. Kung that that Fu, is that is the plot of the movie. Kung Fu comedy, fish out of water. Yeah. Uh, it's got it all. You know, it's got all the subgenres. Yeah. Well, uh, was this your first time watching Shanghai Noon? No, I had seen Shanghai Noon before, actually. Uh, so Shanghai Noon came out in 2000. I think I was like a uh, eighth grade, then became a freshman. And I gotta say, I watched Shanghai Noon a lot. I feel like this was a movie that was on like Showtime or HBO, and I just I just watched it a lot. And revisiting this, it reminded me how much during that period of my life I loved Jackie Chan movies. He has a his movies have a certain quality. Yeah, um, maybe we'll get into it when we when we talk uh, Shanghai uh, Shanghai Nights, but. Um, yeah, there, there there is something about it, it. It's different than watching like a Jet Li or a uh, you know Van Damme or any of those like action. Like they're, they're, I think because they're comedies, he has a very like um, I don't know like very physical comedy about the way he fights or the way he, the the fight scenes are choreographed. Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of a I enjoy. It, it's a whimsical. Yeah, like, I, I know so much of, like, Jackie Chan's things, like, oh, he does his own stunts, he does his own stunts, and then, you know, you stay after the movie, and then you watch all the stunts go wrong, I remember, you know, watching that versus, like, uh, First Strike or Rumble in the Bronx, but, like, rewatching this and rewatching Shanghai Nights, I was like, yeah, he has this, like, like, almost like Charlie Chaplin way of, like, doing this physical comedy that, that is, like, fighting, but it's also just very kind of funny and, and slapsticky. Yeah, and heavy prop use... Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll talk about Shanghai Nights more in depth, but each one of those like big fight scenes, like they're just very different, and uh, he, you know, incorporating all different types of things. Although I feel like he does that jacket bit every movie. Uh, he has a way to take off his jacket, put on someone else's jacket, and then maybe get his jacket back. Well, that's just Kung that's Fu just... 101, Mark. Like that. Yeah. That's like you go to Kung Fu class. That's the first thing they teach you that's... is the old jacket switcheroo. Yeah. So, um, Shanghai Noon, um, it was released, uh, May 19th, 2000. It had a $55 million budget, grossed over a hundred million dollars. Uh, I think generally people seem to like this movie has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and so of course it's, it's, it's Jackie Chan, it's Owen Wilson. They're, you know, they're, they're the height of their powers. Three years later, we get a sequel. This time we see our heroes traveling to London uh, to avenge the death of Jackie Chan's character, uh, uh, Chong Wang. Um, 
and uh, hijinks ensue. Was this your first time seeing Shanghai Nights? It was. It was uh, a new experience for me. This also, I was like, I've seen Shanghai Nights before, and then I watched it, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen Shanghai Nights before. <laughs> you just seen Shanghai Noon at night. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Uh, or let's, let's start with the good, the, the positives of Shanghai Nights. Uh, you know, it, it, it keeps the, the, kind of the theme going, um, keeps the fun, the fun stunts, um, Owen Wilson doing his thing, making me laugh with just his delivery. Yeah. Owen Wilson was in a lot of movies in this time. Yes, he was. We found him incredibly charming. He was great. He was great. He yeah. was great. Uh, I don't know what happened to him. Um, he had a little mental health thing that might have happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know he, the full story, but... There might have been a suicide attempt or something involved in that's that. That's how I kind of remembered it, was it, yeah. Um, yeah, potential yeah suicide attempt, or I don't know if there was like some drug drug something but yeah i think that kind of happened i think he's been fairly quiet i don't even know what the last um owen wilson <sighs> he was in a movie with ed helms i think that kind of soured me on him yeah i mean maybe he's just kind of laying low getting uh getting a hold of himself i don't know yeah i mean drove taylor was that like his last thing let's see um uh boy let's see he was the last movie he did was 2017 called father figures father figures you know that movie father figures it is oh he's once again teaming up with ed helms oh they go looking for their their dad or something they go looking for their biological father yeah that's right uh, and then before that, he was in a movie called Wonder. I believe that was like – I think I remember that movie. Like um, Jacob Tremblay is like um, uh, disfigured and he's the dad. Uh, and then after that – I mean before that, we got – you know, the, you know he, he did three Cars movies. So um, The voice acting scene. Acting, yeah. I mean Zoolander 2, that was 2016. We, we, we did that. Um, and then Night at the Museum. So, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Nice you know, to see him. I forgot he was, yeah. he was in those. Yeah. Yeah, so he's scarcely at, you know, he's putting out a movie once a year, nothing since 2017, but he's got some stuff um, coming out. Uh, a movie called The French Dispatch, which, which uh, you know, depending on what happens with, the, uh, with cinema this year, uh, may or may not get released, but it looks like that's complete. So, uh, oh, is this Wes Anderson? Yeah, it's a Wes Anderson film. So, yeah, he, he's in the new Wes, Wes Anderson film. Oh, that'll be good. I like all. I like the West yeah. Anderson films. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Owen Wilson was was at the top. Um, I I you know kind of watching it. I, I was like, you know, this is just kind of a I don't know, like paint by number Jackie Chan movie. And yeah, there there's a formula. Just, like, and just it, get to the next fight scene because that's what I really enjoyed. Like the first one at the New York hotel with the cops. That's when I was like. Oh, this, this is like funny and like very like I don't know, just like the choreography of putting that together with the um, uh, what do what do you call that the the, the revolving door? Yeah, um, yeah. I saw the revolving door and I'm like, I'm in for a treat here. 
Yeah, I thought that was very fun. I thought the one with the uh, the street hooligans where we see a lot of uh, switching of jackets. I thought that was fun. Um, you know, the one where they're uh, in peril and um, they're going to be drowned uh, by being dunked in water, and he escapes and fights this guy. I thought that was. I thought each one of those was like, I like this. I can just watch. I kind of want to see uh, like John Wick just starring Jackie Chan, but it, it's a, it's a comedy. <laughs> Just an hour and a half straight of just like him having to go through various, uh, uh, you know, I want it to be like the Warriors. Like e- each level is a different themed gang he has to uh, he has to escape. Sure, yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the, uh, the the Jackie Chan, you know, doing his thing. And um, did you follow the plot very much in this movie? Um, you know that that was something that was kind of just missing from this movie. Uh, everything just seems so set up for more stunts. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, how, how are we going to get uh, Jackie Chan out of, you know, America? Well, we set it up in the beginning, his dad getting killed. And yeah. as far as the villain and and the, 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 the other villain that's paying this villain to get the, the seal, this stuff just didn't make any sense to me yeah so a member of of the royal family steals um i don't know like uh what does he steal he steals a a seal the the royal seal which is some like you know symbolic jewel uh yeah, yeah yeah so he trades that to um he gets that, and in return, uh, uh, he gives that to, to Wu Chao. Uh, I don't understand Wu Chao's uh, relation to this all, but uh, then in return, Wu Chao is going to assassinate all the members of the royal family so that this person could then claim oh, the yeah, throne. become king. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, there was like ten, ten people in front of him, and they all need to die at the same time. Yeah. Um. I didn't really follow that plot. It really was just like, oh, let's just get to the next action set piece, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, basically, it's 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 connect the dots, yeah. action set piece with Owen Wilson comedy bit, then action yeah. set piece, and then Owen Wilson comedy bit. And I mean that that works. Uh, the original just was a little more compelling as far as as. Uh, a, a vehicle thematically this this yes this, uh saga of crossing the the west you know to 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 get to carson city i do think it was a little more interesting just the the, the west being the setting um this kind of like unlikely duo uh it was kind of fun in the first one where in this one like they're already friends and then it's just like you know we're not learning anything new about these characters yeah, I, I mean, I had a, I got a real kick out of the beginning of Nights when Jackie Chan goes to New York. Oh, right, yes. And and there's Owen Wilson smoozing these women, and he's looking all sharply dressed, and then it turns out he's just a, a server. Yeah, yeah, he's a waiter, and that, uh, that to me yeah. was just so well done. I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I, I like that. But then once they get to once they get to London, it's just kind of you know they add the element. Jackie Chan's sister is now a part of this, and um, you know now there's this uh, 
forbidden romance with uh, Owen Wilson's character, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They, they kind of move past that pretty quick, you know. They they, they have their friendship falling out, and then it's it's uh, um, corrected, you know, uh, resolved within like five minutes of a pillow fight. So you know, it's kind of low stakes, other than just like you know, getting to stop this plot, which is kind of a little hard to follow. Yeah. And there's the, you know, I do like. we got our feelings hurt uh, scene. Um, the I don't want to nitpick. The mirror of the first movie. Yeah, I don't want to nitpick, uh, you know, a, a, a silly Owen Wilson, Jackie Chan comedy, but, uh, you know, Owen Wilson's uh, uh, Royal Bannon's character, his feelings get hurt because he's eavesdropping on a conversation between uh, uh, Jackie Chan's character and his sister. I don't believe they'd be speaking English. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I feel like they would talk in their in their native language. <laughs> it is, it's a private conversation, so you know what? They took me out of the movie right there. Uh, you know, a, a thing I, I, I didn't like while we're still just kind of on the positives is um, I did like uh, while it is confusing why there are two villains, uh, but I guess you know it kind of mirrors the first one. Um, I like that final fight scene. I, I, I'm glad they gave, uh, they made uh, 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 Littlefinger's character, uh, Rathbone, like a, a formidable uh, a villain. Yeah, I mean, he, he I, 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 the I, greatest sword, sword fight in him. Right? Kind of being, yeah, and I, I, I'm glad you got to show that off and got, got kind of arrogant. I, I, I dug that, you know, as far as a climactic scene. I was like, I, I'm into it. And it was a good sword fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, it uh, wasn't uh, you know uh, Vader versus Obi Wan from the first Star Wars where uh, you know this, this, this you know feel it's a Jack Chan movie. They got to do some serious choreog- uh, choreography. And yeah, we didn't have a high a higher ground line. No, no. <laughs> Although Jackie Chan does kind of create his own higher ground, and that's you know as I tell you, that's how you win. That's true. Um, yeah, what didn't you like about uh, Shanghai Nights? Uh, I mean. I think we did kind of touch on it. It was just this, like, setup for one fight scene to another, which is fine. The fight scenes are great. Um, also, why did they have to be in England? Um, why can't we get back think, to, to China? I don't know. This seemed like a yeah, weird... I think it was a way to just kind of create a sequel that felt different. But you're right, London, like... China does make more sense is that, oh, now Owen Wilson has to travel to China, and now he's the fish out of water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole, I don't know, London is just so unappealing to me. Yeah. For a movie setting. I, I, I didn't dig the weird, like, so in the first movie, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, there, 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 there's this reveal at the end that Roy O'Bannon's real name is Wider. I think we're led to believe that he becomes the lawman Wyatt Earp. Yeah. That's not, having never seen Shanghai Nights, that's how I always interpreted the ending of the movie. It was like, oh, he's Wyatt Earp. He he becomes a lawman, and Royal Bannon is Wyatt Earp. Now, in Shanghai Nights, they, they abandon that. He is just Royal Bannon. Yeah, we totally we, – we keep the, the, the John Wayne kind yeah. of illusion. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it kind of had this weird uh, both the movies with with the John Wayne thing and the Wyatt Earp thing. 
Yeah. Like, and oh, then this John one, Wayne's a bad cowboy name. Well, John Wayne never played John Wayne. Yeah. John John Wayne's a real person playing. I mean, White Earp's a real person too. It was a weird. That that was weird. It is weird. And yeah. I get what they're uh, doing. Like I. Get, well, yeah, I think the joke is you know like John Wayne so synonymous with cowboys. Yeah, and, and but, then we get to England and we have Artie. You know. Yeah. Ends and so up that, being that, I get, the, the the Sherlock Holmes author. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's Arthur Doyle. Yeah. Um, that was so weird to that they met an actual in this movie they actually meet like a actual historical figure and then they do it uh, twice with Charlie Chaplin as well. Right, right. It's like a and Bill and I, Ted I just, situation. Yeah. Um, I, was, I I did not know Charlie Chaplin was British. Um, uh, nor did I. Uh, I didn't fact check that, but I'm assuming yeah, they, and, they did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so such a weird character for this kid to, like, put on his hat and be like, and he's like, what's your name, kid? He's like, Charlie. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess. I mean, like, the White Earp, like, I was like, yeah, I'm watching a Western. That makes sense. That I was like, oh, I'm actually Wyatt Earp. I'm like, oh, that's funny. The Charlie Chaplin, I'm like, why? Why Why are you Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to have those kind of, like, yes. sub-jokes, sub if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Chaplin is a uh, – he was born in uh, London. Um, yeah, especially because the kid didn't do anything. I didn't feel like he was very Charlie Chaplin-esque. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, he, he didn't. He just stole shit. He just stole shit, yeah. Where, you know, I, I don't know, I picture, like, yeah, you know, Charlie Chaplin, like, you know, doing very much what Jackie Chan was doing. I really th- thought I saw um, when Charlie, uh, Jackie Chan's fighting the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the the British street gang uh, and he has the umbrella. I was like, oh, Jackie Chan was very, like, doing this, like, physical Charlie Chaplin thing. Yeah, something I never appreciate about his movies, but uh, the, the kid Charlie Chaplin, he didn't do anything. Yeah, so maybe that is that that maybe we're we're supposed to believe that he took what he saw oh. of John of, of John Wang and and made it into a career made it into his uh his his Hollywood career or whatever his vaudeville career whatever it was. You know what? Now that you say that, very clever. And and you know that I was thinking the whole time after that movie uh, when it ended, I'm like, man. The umbrella scene was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I really dug that, uh, that whole fight. But yeah, uh, yeah, when he had the when he had his umbrella and the, like the way he was throwing the other umbrellas and then he got on the the, the boxes. Um, yeah, very cool stuff. Does, does uh, fun fact: cho- uh, Do any choreography, or is he? I think what I know from like rumble in the Bronx and like first strike is, uh, and like Mr. Nice guy, I think he's very involved in the, the choreographing of, of his scenes. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, he, he does so much, you know, of those stunts and they're so crazy. He would have to be like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Or no, I can't do that. I also yeah. can't imagine him ever telling anyone, no, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you know, put this in the positive category. I love uh, Jackie Chan after the movie end credit stuff. That's, you know, we've done a few movies where we get a little of these outtake things. Um, yeah. I miss that era. 
Yeah. And I, I'm just so, you know, in awe of like, there's the one where he does the, um, I think it's during the umbrella fight scene where he jumps on like, uh, they're like on this like fabric rooftop and he, he jumps on one and it pops the other guy up. Yeah. Kind of like a trampoline thing. And in the outfit, he falls through that. Yeah. He I was rips like, through. I, yeah. I, I would be dead. I, I would die. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't, you uh, wouldn't do it. Take another, uh, try at that one take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he keeps trucking, so, um, yeah. Um, Shane, oh, um, is this, too, I, 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 you know, I'm so uh, thrown off uh, doing this uh, through uh, virtually, I forgot how I asked these questions. Does this movie do anything uh, better than Shanghai Noon? Um, I mean, I do think it takes the, the fight scenes up a notch. Yeah, I really think they, they ratchet that up, yeah in the sequel i would have liked to see owen wilson get involved a little bit more though yeah you know but i kind of enjoyed that about it um especially the scene where he's like hanging upside down and going in and out of the water uh i yeah it's just so damn funny to me that, that is a yeah, very funny side gag of that jackie chan is fighting this guy but he controls uh if owen wilson he's hanging from a rope him going up and down yeah uh that's very funny um and then anything worse I think a Western is just a much more interesting moving it. I, I, I just don't think works as well as having it in the old West and yeah. maybe going to China would have been better, but you know, the, the him being uh, this Chinese guard in the land of the old West where, you know, Owen Wilson is teaching him things about like, you know, cause he, he's kind of uptight or very traditional and uh, you know, Owen Wilson is kind of teaching them the ways of the old West. I, I just think, um, and that adds that, a little bit more to what London did. That mon that train let's call it a training montage. That training yeah. montage in Shanghai Noon to me, it, that's one of those movie scenes that is just burned in my memory. Uh, like when they when they do the limbo under the stick and then come out shooting their guns. Yeah. I just think that's so funny and and uh, uh yeah, Shanghai Noon was uh uh just kind of had that originality. Uh, Shanghai Nights was just trying to reskin it, you know. Yeah. And I, I think they captured, they recaptured the magic with the stunts and the fight scenes, and even took them, you know, up a notch and made them better. But yeah, I mean, I found myself, yeah, literally just snoozing, sleeping until the next fight scene. Next fight scene. Yeah. Um. Uh, fun thing about uh, it, it was fun watching Shanghai. You know, you watch Shanghai Noon and uh, Walter Goggins is in it. And that, that's always fun to see yeah, see yeah. that. I, I when the villain showed up and it was Littlefinger uh, from Game of Thrones. You know, that, that was that was a fun charge. You know, fifteen years earlier. Yeah, was that about was when the Wire out? was out? That was so he was probably in the Wire right around then. I think. Oh uh, yeah, two thousand three. So yeah. It was in around that time, and then you had um, uh, uh, what uh, the other actor, the other villain, uh, Donnie Yen, uh, who is uh, in Ip Man, which I've never seen, but I always see the uh, uh, the advertisements on Netflix. But then he was also he you know he he's in Rogue One. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's the blind. Uh, the 
blind the, the blind yeah, yeah. follower yeah of Jediism. And uh and then the young Charlie Chaplin, that that's uh kick ass himself, uh Aaron Johnson, so that's fun. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw it in the credits. I was like, Aaron, you know, Aaron Johnson's another name, but as I have Rotten Tomatoes up, uh, you know, they have my, the cast photos, and there's Jackie Chan, there's Owen Wilson, and uh, 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 Aiden Gillen. Looks like they're using an older photo of him, but then Aaron Johnson as Charlie Chaplin. They are definitely using a uh, buffed uh, post kick-ass picture of uh, Aaron Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you know, he didn't even resemble him his older self. Yeah, I couldn't. So. Uh, I mean, I don't know if yeah, I mean, I could I could recognize Aaron Johnson, I think. Maybe yeah. not. I don't well, know. and yeah, 2003. I mean, Aaron Johnson's probably like a I don't know. He, he's probably under 30. Yeah. So 2003. Yeah. I mean. And that yeah. was an early Lucy Liu movie too, uh, Shanghai Noon, wasn't it? Shanghai Noon, yeah. Um, although that that was probably like prime Lucy Liu. Um, right around the Lucy Liu, Charlie's Angels. Charlie's uh, Angels, yeah. Probably before uh, the Tarantino. Before yeah. Kill Bill. Yeah, definitely before Kill Bill. Um, Eck versus Sever, probably right on there. Remember that? Uh, and then she was in that boxing movie with Woody uh, Antonio Banderas and uh, Woody Harrelson. Play it to the bone. Uh, Lucy Liu did a lot of lot of stuff in uh, the early to mid two thousands. I like Lucy Liu. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's. Ha- I feel like she's having a little bit of a comeback. I feel like I just saw her in something. But um, yeah, you know, good for Lucy Liu. Uh, Lucy. I don't even ask Liu. No, that's Lucy Lawless. If we want to know what she's up to. Well, Lucy Liu was in. She was doing that uh, CBS Sherlock Holmes show. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I'm right. not sure that, that's, that's still on the air or not, but that that had a run. Yeah. So there you go. Would you like to see a sequel? Um, Owen Wilson, Jackie Chan reprising their role as uh, Royal Bannon and uh, John Wayne. Uh, you know, I I don't think I would hate it. I I would like to see some more Jackie Chan stuff, but then again, he's aged so much. What can he do? So I am on Jackie Chan's IMDb. Because I wanted to see where we were with Jackie Chan in 2003. So, um, Rush Hour, 1998, and then Shanghai Noon. You know, so he's coming right out. Then goes Rush Hour 2, and then Shanghai Nights, and then uh, does a bunch of kid movies after that. But, so I'm on here, and I'm looking, and Jackie Chan has some announced movies coming up. Uh, Rush Hour 4, which is rumored, and then Shanghai Dawn, which is announced. We finally get the China, I bet. That makes sense for a dawn, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't view it. You have to be an IMDb. Yeah, you have to be an IMDb Pro member to view any information about uh, Shanghai Dawn. So IMDb's got a just announced. Service now? Who knows? Oh yeah, I mean that's I mean they, and they bought out uh, Box Office Mojo, so I can't view any of my uh, my uh, uh, box office uh, data that I used to share. Uh, but yeah, it looks like we may get a Shanghai Dawn, and it makes sense if they go to China. Yeah, you know I I'd be interested in that. I, I'm not sure I'd get out to the theater to see that, but um, yeah, maybe I would. We do it for the show when it came uh, available to stream. Absolutely. Say Absolutely. that much, yeah. 
what about a remake of Shanghai Dawn or, or Shanghai Nights or even Noon? Could you redo this with uh, a new action star and a new comedy star? Yeah, you know, I'm not too up on my uh, current kung fu movie guys right now to think of anyone. It'd be it'd be hard pressed because this is a pretty cool little duo. Yeah, uh, you know, it I and you're right, I don't know who like I mean, the martial art superstar we have right now, I mean, is is Keanu Reeves yeah. in Quick. Um, but, you know, Jackie Chan, so he, I think we're getting these uh, at this time, you know, so we get Rush Hour. I think that's his big introduction to uh, American, you know, American audience. But before that, they had those dubbed over, like Rumble in the Bronx, Super Cop, um, Loads. Operation Condor. Yeah, loads of them. Yeah, there they were yeah. so many. And those were always available. And I just, you know, I, so I, I don't know if you get that, if you have that like crossover guy who's just like, who's just ready to break through. Um, I, one, I don't know if we make that type of movie anymore. I think, you know, these type of action comedies are, 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 um, Marvel movies. You know, it's Thor Ragnarok. That, that's where you get your jokes and your action from. Yeah, that's uh, true. And, you know, do we have do we have an Owen Wilson right now? I I don't know if we do. Yeah, you know, he had just this. They these two had a great chemistry. Um, and Owen Wilson really he he gets he builds good chemistry with a lot of his you know co co stars in all his movies. And I think it. Yeah. I mean, he's just a super likable performer. Although um, now here's an interesting IMDb page. So we get introduced to Owen Wilson in Bottle Rocket. 1996. He's also has a very tiny role in Cable Guy. I don't even remember him. His name is listed as Robin's Date. Yeah, he's got this super cool sweater he wears. Uh, kind of like on uh, the same kind of the sweater he wears on uh, Meet the Meet the Parents. It's uh-huh. that's where I remember from Cable Guy. I've seen Cable Guy guy like a hundred times. So. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Owen Wilson's in that as Robin's Date. Yeah. Then he's in Anaconda. Um, okay, yeah, I kind of remember him from that now. Yeah, okay, and then he goes on and does Armageddon, where he's kind of the comedy relief guy. Yeah. Uh, although they have like four comedy relief guys in Armageddon. Yeah, that's like a super. That's like a one of those. What do you call it? Uh, when you got all the cast members, uh, super cast or something. Yeah. <laughs> although it definitely, you know, when you look at his IMDb, I don't know if you if if you consider Owen Wilson one of those, but yeah, Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck. I know. You know, Ben Affleck coming off of um, working on a couple Kevin Smith movies and then doing uh, Good Will Hunting. Um, but Bruce Willis, but it's Steve Buscemi. But, you know, Owen Wilson, he only had, like, those, those three credits I listed before that. Uh, and then he's in a movie called The Minus Man, Breakfast of Champions. I don't know those. And then he does Shanghai Noon. And all of a sudden now he's Owen Wilson. Wow. Yeah, so Shanghai Noon, and then he's in Meet the Parents, same year. Next year is Zoolander, Royal Tenenbaums. Behind Enemy Lines, that's a weird Owen Wilson thing that happened. Yes, it is. That is a weird yeah. one. Yeah, where he was like, I'm, I'm a serious actor too. And then he was in I Spy, Shanghai Nights, uh, Starsky and Hutch, Around the World in 80 Days, Life Aquatic, Meet the Fockers. I mean, that, he went on a little run. 
to 2005 where he was in Wedding Crashers. Man, he was a, he was he was a he was a massive star. Yeah, like you list off all those movies. I mean, all those movies were big. You know, people know those movies. And then, I mean, even after Wedding Crashers, he does Cars, You, Me, and Dupree, uh, Night at the Museum. Then he does. And maybe here's the end of, or, you know, kind of his way down. He does Drillbit Taylor, Marley and Me, Fantastic Mr. Vox, and then Marmaduke. Oh, man. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure he had a, I don't, I'm not sure his, his acting choices was, or his downfall. I mean, even Marley and Me had, that was a hit movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marley and Me was, I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, Marmaduke probably, and he's the voice of Marmaduke. I'm, right. I'm sure people don't look at that fondly. Uh, I mean, keep going. Little Fockers, he just reprises his role there. He's in that movie Hall Pass, uh, which I don't think is very good. But then he comes back and he does Midnight in Paris, Cars 2, um, The Internship, and then that Grand Poodle. And then I think he kind of like starts to peter out after that. Now, now we get to the movies where it's like, okay, I don't know all these movies, but then he sprinkles in a Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Night of the Museum sequel. Very interesting career Owen Wilson's had. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a positive career overall. Yeah, I just think it's over the last couple of years, he's kind of taken a step back, but, I mean, you know, uh, he's going to be in another Wes Anderson movie, and so... Right there. If I mean, if that movie's good, or people see it, he he's right back. And then you know he can do a Cars four, and then all of a sudden we just remember Owen Wilson. That's true. That's true. We'll take one good Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he never left because you go, oh yeah, he he did this Wes Anderson film, and just three years earlier he was in Cars three. I'm sure, people like that. Got yeah. So I mean, Mark, you got five days of Disney Plus left. You can watch all those Cars movies. I might I might have to check it check those out. <laughs> uh, Shanghai Nights, uh, did we need it? Uh, you know, I'm going to say yeah. I think we did need it. I'm not sure it hit all the right buttons for me, but after re-watching Shanghai Noon and remembering how much I enjoyed it, I was really looking forward to watching another one. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And, and I think, especially in this time where you could just do movies like this, um, kind of... I don't know, like the forty million dollar movie. This is this would this would be a fun time at the movie theaters, and then at home, you know, you like what you like seeing Owen Wilson do his thing. You like seeing Jackie Chan do his thing. Yeah, and, and you know, both these movies, um, they don't they don't try to be something they're not. No, they knew these guys knew what they were getting into. The writers knew what they were yeah. writing. The director knew what he was directing. And and yeah. they, you know what, they work. They, they really do work. They're, they're just fun comedy actions. We don't get... Yeah, you're right. All we get now is Marvel movies. Yeah. So this, this movie, uh, $50 million budget, made $88 million at the box office, has a 66% on Rotten Tomato. That's a nice little... And this movie came out in February. That's a nice little February movie. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good Rotten Tomato score. I, I, what was the first one again? Uh, 78, I believe. So that's actually really good um, yeah um, yeah you know i think those scores uh reflect uh, the movies accurately for me 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and you know, yeah, seventy nine was was the first Shanghai noon. But, you know, seventy or sixty six. Um, you know, while while that may be a D, I actually think that more translates to like a C. That's like a C. You know, it's an average movie with like a small budget that you know gives you what it delivers on or, or delivers what it's trying to give you, which is just uh, you know not trying to be like you said, not trying to be more than what what it what it needs to be. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I wonder if – I tell you, I'm intrigued. I want to watch Spencer Confidential because that's another movie. I I, I see the trailer and I go, that doesn't look very good. But this is also the movie I've been telling – I've been complaining doesn't get made anymore. And I feel like Shanghai Dawn would be a perfect Netflix movie. Yeah, that would be a good good, uh, delivery for a movie like that. Yeah. Just pops up on just Friday night, Shanghai Dawn. There it is. It's not great, but you may may not regret your hour and a half. It, it's going to give you a couple things that you that you like. And it may be better than uh, one of those Adam Sandler movies. And um, yeah, Uncut Gems. We're, we're looking at you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if you have thoughts on Shanghai Nights, uh, if you if you if you have the leaked script for Shanghai Dawn. Uh, we'd like to look at it. Uh, you can email us at dbtgpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter, dbtgpod. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, rate, review. Um, yeah, let us know. If, if you listen to this episode, uh, let us know if, if we should just uh, not record episodes during the pandemic or if, or if this worked out. Uh, feedback's welcome. Absolutely. Get back to yeah. us and, and tell us how you're surviving the pandemic. Hopefully you're staying healthy, washing those hands. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, wash your hands, uh, social distance, uh, stay indoors as much as you can. Social distance, but not social isolation. Yeah. Uh, watch the movies. There you go. Watch Shanghai Noon. Watch Shanghai Nights. Uh, you, got, you got time now. Uh, so that'll do it. For this week, we'll be back uh, next week with another movie we haven't discussed yet, but we'll uh, we'll hash that out. Until uh, then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Got to Sequel and Remix. Yeehaw! What in our history together makes you think I'm capable of something like that?